All right, welcome everyone to yet another Tuesday News Day with some exciting news. Today with me, I have Red Ash and Sinzar. Welcome, guys. How's it going? All right, so, um, shit, a bit weird week, right? Yeah, I did not expect, um, spoiler, Nicole to come this early. And I mean, oh, go ahead, Sinzar. Oh yeah, they uh they rearranged the banner orders and JP this guy came a little bit later. Yeah, and and isn't he supposed to have a story event? Uh he does. We are apparently skipping his story event as well because like all the other skip story events, they are mailing us the reward in the mail. So, what? So so we're actually skip skipping it like we're not getting it. Uh it seems that way. Wow, okay, that's weird. Um they so, can so- always they can always change their mind later, but they haven't on the previous story events. Right. So the main unit is Lord of the Seas Nickel, right? And um, let's uh, we can talk a bit about him, but before we talk about him, I want to say something. So in the news, it says, EX abilities for Lord of the Seas Nickel will be available later in the future via EX Awakening. All right. So um, it seems like we're getting, like he gets an upgrade, right? Uh, yes, he had, he had two upgrades in JP. They were at the same time, but um, he got EX2 skills, EX3 skills, oh. and he also had a buff to his kit directly. They increased the stats of some of his modifiers. Um, they increased the percentage of some of his stat buffs. Um, I would assume the stat buff change is going to go live immediately on day one, kind of like Coralie got buffed immediately on day one. Um, you, you, Nicole was buffed later after his banner came out, and then he got EX, EX abilities on top of that. Oh, so, right, right. Yeah, the, the EX stuff is probably coming later, but I would assume he's going to start off right away with the stat buffs. Okay, okay. All right, all right. So this is interesting. I mean, we still don't know, like, we don't know what they're going to apply ASAP and what they're not, and, and what abilities and so on. But this is kind of confirmation that he's at least going to get them later. Um like, what do we think? Is this going to be something that we're going to start getting? Because, like, EX abilities have been all over the place in GL. Like, it seems like we just got a couple by mistake, right? We got, like, Soul and Axtar and shit. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, the, the EX ability buffs to the old units, like, you know, Axtar and all that, um, those were, like, older units, older units that got almost like the, the new version of, you know, enhancements and such, which is, like, how they do it in the Neovision area. They do it with adding EX abilities. Right. Um Going forward, all almost every unit is like released with EX abilities as like part of their original design. Right, right. So, so like if you, like they are gonna be more powerful even at release if you get them to like EX two. Exactly. So I would assume that those are gonna be either adjusted or whatever, but um, they may still be deciding how to handle that because okay. the fir- the first ones in JP. I, I think Sephiroth and Tifa and Aerith were the first ones that did this. I could be misremembering. No, I think they were the first ones that came with EX abilities right out of the gate. And right. then and then going forward from there, almost everyone had it. Right. And, and so so now you're giving us a bit of a view into JP future, but how how important would you say EX2 abilities are for a new unit? Is it like on the level of unit will not be usable without it? Or, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it really depends on on the unit. Um, for example, Nicole's EX2 ability, he starts with his LB filled at the start of the battle, which is just a convenience thing. If you don't have that, that's not a big deal at all. 
Um, his EX3 ability is it adds a new killer buff. He already has Aqua Killer in his kit. If I remember correctly, it's 100%. His EX3 Aqua Killer brings it to 160%. So if you don't have that, again, it's not the end of the world. It's whatever. Okay. On the other hand, someone like Aerith, um, her EX3 ability is her Rod in Peril. And she has that. She doesn't have that at all if she's not EX3. But she's so free, that, though, right? Yeah. Well, if she was free up to EX2 on JP, we don't know uh. about Global yet. Oh, but, okay. um, yeah, so like if you don't have EX3 Aerith, it's it's a pretty big deal versus having EX2 or below Aerith because you're missing like the entire skill period. It's not just getting better. You just don't have it at all. So okay. so it depends unit to unit. How, how about Sephiroth and Tifa that are coming up and that we know bring this meta? Like, do you really need them to EX2 to be powerful and usable? Their cards uh, are locked behind X3, right? Uh, three. Yeah, three. Um, The, the units, it's, it's kind of... In JP, you had to EX3 them to get their card, and their card was a really big deal. So while the unit itself didn't directly become better at EX3, other than the 500 flat attack, which is still a big deal, but that's yeah, not as big a deal. But the card is the much bigger deal, and that only comes at EX3. So if you don't have EX3 Sephiroth, you don't have his card, which is an extra 500 attack on top of the EX3 500. There's a 1,000 attack you're missing. You're missing his 50% LB damage, which is a pretty pretty big deal for him because that's like part of his. It frees up, you know, the material slots that he really needs. Mm. So, like the difference between EX2 and EX3 Sephiroth, like I don't have an exact number, but it's a really big gap. Like you go from EX2 and then like it's not really double, but like it's a huge jump to go from EX2 to EX3 on Sephiroth and, and Tifa. And, and it sounds like this is kind of the standard in JP now, right? Where, where like, EX levels are becoming... Because <clears throat> I'm, I'm thinking back to when Envy was released. EX levels were kind of a whale luxury, right? It was like, it was nice to have EX3 of a unit because you got the extra stats, the units did more damage, but it wasn't, you know, twice as much damage. It, it seems like the, the EX levels are becoming much more important in JP meta, right? They are. And that, that's on top of the whole super limit burst mechanic, which, again, heavily rewards being EX3. Even though it doesn't, like, give a new skill to the unit, it lowers your rotation to three turns on SLB units by being EX3. And the EX3 buffs are all three-turn duration, so they will only be full uptime at EX3. So that, that is, again, that is for every single SLB unit in the entire game. They only have the full uptime at EX3. Oh, okay, okay. So definitely a drive towards whaling for for the higher EX levels then. But then my quick question is, do do you have the VIP shop in, in JP where you can buy um, shards after a unit's banner has passed? Uh, yes, it has. Well, it's not, it's, not, it's not the VIP shop. It's the permanent shard shop, which has been a feature of JP ever since Neovisions came out. Um, there's a shop of 10 shards for every single Neovisions unit in the game, and you can buy 10 of their shards per week. It it, it refreshes every every oh, Monday. Wow. Why don't we have that? Yes. That sounds great. Is it Lapis uh, or? Uh, it's Yeah, it's it's uh, it's 1,000 Lapis per 10 shards. You can buy them once per week for every single Neovision unit in the game, and that's on top of the shard dungeon being a permanent feature every yeah, single day in exactly. JP. Okay, so in JP, definitely getting EX3 then might be at least easier and or... Fa I mean, it depends on when the unit lands, because we do get 70 shards 
per EX dungeon. Like in GL, or my feeling in GL is that if you um, buy all the VIP shards, you're going to have exactly 30 shards on EX2. We, meaning that one shard dungeon and your EX2 for that unit. And that's without having to buy any other bundles for the unit. So that's that's nice in GL, but that does rely heavily on the shard dungeon being close. And that's only EX2, though. Then you need, what, more? 100 more. No, sorry, 200 more. Or 150. Uh, 200 more shards 200 or four, more, ex- yeah. four, ex- four extra copies if you're going for dupes. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah, okay, that's that's heavy. That's definitely heavy. Okay, sorry sorry for derailing the discussion. It's just interesting because it seems like EX ability meta is is coming upon us, so it's interesting to talk about. Nickel does not have his EX abilities at start, but he's promised them later on, meaning we're probably going to get them somewhere in 2023 when they are completely irrelevant, if, if I understand Gumi's release schedule properly. And uh, even, like, aside from the EX level abilities... Um, higher EX level just became more important due to uh, cow. True, true. That is definitely true. For for cow, you definitely want EX levels by default, right? Uh, although we still don't know. Like, let's see for the next cow, because a lot of players are complaining about the EX levels. Maybe it's going to be different for next cow. Yeah, hopefully. So, um, what does this unit do? Uh, he's a he's kind of like a mixed bag unit. Um, a lot of people dislike him. I think it's fine. Uh, he is. He is the first of very many units we're going to be getting in the future that are just hyper-specialized at doing one specific thing, and that is it. His role is completely to support a water team and dark visions. That is it. Really? He is, he is the best water buffer. He's got the highest water amplify for AoE. He's got the water imbue. He's got the water imperil. He gives water chaining frames to the whole party. He's got the water field to reduce water resistance even further. And he does the usual dark vision stuff of buffing LB damage and buffing stats. He also buffs killers to, um, I know it's aqua and there's one other beast. I'm looking at the wiki now page now. Yeah. Beast and aqua killer. Mm. And that's, that's, that's his entire kit. He, he does all the water buffs, and he does some, you know, dark vision support stuff like granting chain frames. And technically speaking, he does have evocation magic damage. Um, so he's like an evoker DPS, really? but not really, not okay. really. Like not it's, the damage. It's, okay. it's just for flavor. His damage is so far behind. Okay, okay, but I mean that's, that sounds very exciting. Some, uh, I mean, yeah, for dark visions, yeah, but. You're going. You're only going to be doing dark missions for like two weeks out of the month. Yeah, I guess that's true. So there's no real good use for him in like trials or anything. You would say, since our, or I guess, I mean, there are no trials. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 that's like like that's what it is. Like tri- trials are done. It's and as far as JP is concerned, these units came from JP. There are no more trials. It is literally dark visions all day, every day. Every single unit is for Dark Visions, and he—I mean—he does his job well. He is a Dark Visions water support, and he is the best at it. Okay, but I mean, and we're obviously gonna get to use him in Cow as well. Like, we're definitely gonna get to use him in Cow, I guess. Uh, assuming you're doing a water team, yes. Like, yeah. he brings very little outside of a water team. Like, other than like he does do the two fifty percent LB buff, which is not, which is not even the best anymore because. Um, you know, you've got Zidane, but also we're getting Aerith very, very soon, and she does the LB support even better because she does the 250 LB buff on top of higher stat buffs. So, like, if all you need is his LB buff, 
why are you bringing him instead of Aerith? Right, right. Okay. So, so I mean, I guess like he seems like a very nice pull if you're rocking uh, water in DV or you see yourself rocking water on DV for late stages. So bringing your Luna Freya and your Mellows and whatever the fuck, right? Yep. If only we had Tidus upgrades. Yeah. Okay, let's not get started on that because I'm actually very <laughs> depressed about the fact that we're not getting old unit upgrades. Like, we, we miss Noctis, Crown Prince Noctis, we're not getting Titus. Uh, there are so many units that are just... I mean, that's part of the game being fun for me is, is running old trials with... with or past trials with new units that have gotten upgraded um, or just doing content with them. It's such a shame that we're not getting this. I am getting a bit burnt out by, you know, pulling on every banner that comes out just because. So anyway, so let's let's skip that discussion entirely. That That's that's not for the news day. So he seems to be a very strong uh, water support buffer and he, his brave shift and his base is a buffer. So what is what are the differences in, between his shifts? Like, what, what's the point? Do you need him at EX1, I guess, is the first question to ask. Uh, yeah, some of his buffs are, are in the shift only, and this it's he, he is very awkward to use because his shift is a, a four turn cooldown both ways. You can't shift at will, so oh. or yeah, so it's like or maybe it's three turns. I forget, but yeah, you've got to really plan out your your turns in advance. And some of his buffs are in one form, and some are in the other form. So yeah, he's he's a unit you're definitely gonna be like right writing down your turn chart before you use him on right, a fight. Otherwise, because you. Uh, because you obviously need to do skills both in base and then you need to shift at the right turn to do the shift turn stuff and you need to think about durations and stuff. Sounds like a headache. Exactly. exactly. Like it's, it's not not that big a deal once you, you know, start using him, but it, it is something like you, you really want to plan it out. Otherwise, you're going to be like, oh, I, the, the skill I need is in the other form, but I can't shift for three more turns. Yeah, it says here the shift cooldown is four turns, but the duration is three. So, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So if, if, if you miss, like, if, if you miss calc you're gonna have to wait four turns until you can shift and the duration is three turns also so which probably means you can't shift back right so you can't immediately shift back either yeah yeah okay and and i will i will point out just um for the amusement i think he has one of the worst tmrs in the neovisions era yeah i was just reading it like what the shit is this like it's okay so so just for you guys to understand what sensor is saying the tmr is nullify confusion 30 percent water resistance and LB fill rate 100%. That's like three-star TMR. It's like, what the shit? It's pretty but, bad. But oh, oh, and it can't one be of stuck. The best sprites. Wait, wait, did you say something about his sprite, Red Ash? Did you? Yeah, I said he has one of the best sprites in the game, I think. Okay, so yes and no, because I wanted to talk about the sprite. So his sprite is awesome. Okay, he is riding Leviathan, okay? Like, yeah. in a non-sexual way, just, you know, for all you viewers that can't see the, the picture in front of you. Um, but why is it, why does he look like he is seven? Is it just me? Like in his, in his base form, he looks super young, right? Uh, he, he's, in my opinion, um, always looked kind of young in the game, even though he's not, he just looks that way. I think. I mean, like it's, it's so weird. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he looks much younger than he does in his other sprites that we have of him in the game. Like he looks like a toddler almost. Which bothers me a bit. I'm guessing they had to like make him a bit smaller to make him fit with Leviathan. The sprite is amazing though. And as TSS Hans just said in chat, he does get horny in his shift sprite <laughs> because he actually grows horns. Uh, it, it's one of those, so he gets a tail and horns, right? It's one of those where he's actually merging with Leviathan. Yeah. 
awesome. And, and it does look, that also looks very cool. So aesthetically, this unit looks amazing. Um, and his STMR, what, what is that? Is it worth saying anything about it? Um, oh, it's, it's, it's magic uh, killers. Oh, that's nice. It's yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I've, it's one of those weird ones that like, you know, on like a spreadsheet, maybe it's usable in some build, but it's a, it's, it's got rare killers from ages in the chest slot, but it has no magic whatsoever. So yeah. is it worth losing like 80 magic on the chest slot for 50% killers? Yeah. I mean, or even beast, worse, like 85 magic, 50% LB buff. So yeah. yeah, exactly. So for like, you know, for, for a beast and aquatic killer, which are both very rare killers from ages, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you have to math it out or let the builder do its work to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. All right, but we have another unit on the banner. Uh, Nereen, right? Nereen? Nereen, Nereen. Yep. And the she most- also has a very cool sprite. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, Sinzar, you're about to do something. Okay, okay, let me let me hear it. I was going to say, she is the most forgettable unit of Season 3, in my opinion. And they just had to stick her on a banner somewhere. The people forget about her, like always, and here she is. All right. Wow. And is she any good, then? She seems to be a DPS. She is a DPS that came out something like a year and a half, two years ago in JP, and she has not been changed whatsoever. So she's back in the Odin Reagan DPS days. Oh, Here she right, is. because she's a season three unit, and this is a re-release of season three units, just like we've had Daisy and so on. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. okay. So and she's she, not a new seven star. She's a really old seven star. Oh, okay. A really old, and she's a pure DPS, so she's not even bringing any kind of utility. She is literally here here just for her personal damage which is going to be something like two percent of the unit you're using today <laughs> so wow. she is absolutely in one thousand percent worthless she does not even have a good tmr or stmr yeah i guess like the stmr is a two-handed <laughs> weapon with 182 attack two-handed greatsword the only thing it does have is it has a boost to physical so killers against humans and aquatics um but the weapon damage is so low in itself, and also it's a greatsword, so who's using two-handed greatswords if you're doing damage? Um, so yeah, there's really not much to say, I guess. Um, I guess her TMR is is a, is a guts for anyone that has missed the free guts we got and stuff like that, so there's it's at least a, that. It's a 20% chance to activate. You get better oh than my. that from Chamber of Arms from oh, five years ago. Oh, it's only 20%? Ago. Oh my, okay, okay. <laughs> Ouch, ouch. Well, I was going to say her sprite looks really cool. Like, at least there's that going for her. She does have a very cool sprite, but... And she has a cool weapon. Like, it reminds me of Monster Hunter, the weapon she has. Like, it, it's, it seems very cool, but, um, like, almost rocking that Gunlands vibe. But otherwise, yeah, it seems like she's not worth much. Like, you're going to be sad, I guess, if you pull her on Banner. Yep, and unlike Cleome, who got into Evasion's Awakening, that is actually pretty good. She has nothing to look forward to, at least currently. Maybe she gets an awakening in the future in JP, but as of today, she is still forgotten. Wow, that's a, such a shame. All right, so since we're skipping the story event, like with, with Nickel, uh, but, but you said, Cinzar, we're actually getting the rewards by mail. Uh, now that I think about it, th- this was Swan. The reward we're getting in the mail was Swan. I think that actually came from Noreen's story event, who also had a story event years ago that we're skipping as well. So maybe... Nicole's is being run later. I don't know. Uh, what about the actually, lapis? I mean, a story event always comes with lapis. Are we getting that? 
Um, this week it does not seem so because we're only getting Item World, which doesn't really have. Yeah. I guess they could. I guess they could add it in the milestones. I guess. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But uh, it doesn't yeah. seem that way. Well, I mean, to be fair, though, we just did have a story event, though. So it's not like we're due a story event. We had uh, Luis's story event. So we've gotten that lapis this month anyway, I guess. Or, yeah, well, that wasn't this month, but you know what I mean. Uh, or wait, was it this month? Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. It was yeah. Anniversary so, was like July 1st. Yeah, so so we got that. We we did get the lapis. And uh, and so, but but it's item world instead. And um, there is a subjugator's knuckles... Um, that would have been really good like two years ago or something. It's 150 attack, yeah. one-handed fist with human killer on it. Um, so yeah, that's a bit weird. Like it has amazing passives that you can get in item world, but it seems like the fist itself is of course so low attack. For new players, Ye- it, it's really nice though. Like as a new player, this is going to be a great weapon for you, I guess. Yeah, it'll be good for new players. Um, this seems like uh, this whole banner seems like a setup for Tifa to sell her better because you're getting the the water support for Tifa. Oh, you're getting big brain. You're, you're getting a new fist weapon with really high passives for Tifa. So it seems like there's like new players like pull on Tifa because this is all for her. Uh, okay, but okay. I, I, will, I will say though the 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 unique ability on the fist is twenty percent evasion, which is really good for a fist weapon. So it's it's. I would say the fist is great for like as a tank weapon, not yeah. a DPS weapon. Yeah, as long as your tank can equip it, uh, it could be a good way. Like if if you're lacking some of the SDMRs, like Butterfly or Locke or or even Durandal, um, this is this is actually a really good way of getting evasion up on your tanks. That's that's actually true. That's actually true. Um, yeah, but otherwise it seems to be a standard item world, right? Not much to say. Uh, it's it seems to be the same rewards, so there's not going to be any lapis in here. At least by judging by the uh, um, short information we have in news. So, uh, so yeah, okay. Item world. I mean, that's that's still good. I still want to run Luis's weapon and, and a bunch of other shit I got from all the Envy Rain I got. So not Envy Rain, but the Rain of Envy Crystals that I got during uh, um, anniversary. Do you guys have the same thing? Do you have a lot of weapons to run? Yeah, a, a lot. Like Luis, uh, TMR. Uh, I got like two new copies of Noctis STMR, and another copy of Terra STMR. Nice, nice. So a lot of good, good stuff to run. That's good. That's good. Um. um oh, we didn't say anything about Nickel's card. I guess I don't know if it's worth saying anything about it. Um. It seems to be uh eight hundred HP, AT magic and spirit card. Um, it boosts it's, MP and some resistances. So it seems very. It's meh. it's 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 pretty bad to be completely honest. Like I guess it's okay for support if their stats actually mattered, but they just don't. And you know you're never gonna want to use this on a, on a mage because it's it's like just significantly worse than every other mage card because it's lower base magic. It's zero percent magic. So like, yeah, you are really just never gonna use this card. I, mean, I, I, I was saying, are you even going to use it on him? Because who wants this? Like, um, I guess because yeah, even even the passives are bad. Yeah, like MP and some um, resists. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah. Oh, we got a question from chat. So, does the spirit HP item world stuff will help for uh, Cal or Clash of Wills? Um, no, like. Don't go for defensive stats on weapons. I've been saying this since the start of the game. People well, like Muspel have been going against for, me, but it's yeah. For I, I, morale, I guess. 
well, I, I, I personally still stand by my statement that I would never go for defensive passives on weapons from Item World. But it, it, uh, Neo brings up a, a good point that actually, for the first time in like a year, um, survival abilities do kind of matter on your DPS for Clash of Wills, depending on how you do the fight. If you're going for like that rank one perfect score, a lot of strategies are dropping a tank and you need to survive your DPS on turns two and four because you're, you're eating the damage. Right. So, so survivability does matter a little bit for Clash of Wills at the extreme high end where you're skipping a tank. Um, so, yeah, I guess something like Nicole's Vision card could be useful if you just needed an absolute way to add bulk to your unit, and this is one way. I still wouldn't use the Vision card for bulk, but um, I, I guess it could have use in that scenario. Yeah, that is and, an interesting point. Yeah. The bulk does become more important with uh, Cow if you really want to top score and drop tanks. Or even if, I mean, we don't even know how future Cows will be. Maybe you'll just have to take damage with your entire team as well, so... Yeah, and won't the auto buffs also affect the morale gauge? Uh, you mean auto buffs like auto like shell and all that? Yeah, no. yeah, from the item world stuff, I guess. Uh, no, those don't. Those those are they're auto buffs, but they're they don't. It's a different class of auto buff. There's like two kind of oh. auto buffs. Something like pure like pure lotus is like an auto regen that does not boost morale, but something that directly boosts your HP. Like um, Philosopher's Stone, Galbana Lily's upgrade package. Oh, I see. Those do boost morale. It's kind of a weird interaction. Oh, that's no, very um, weird. Okay, okay. But yeah, but no, the the auto buffs from Item World uh, will not boost your morale because those are just on period. They're not like casted per turn. Okay. I see. I see. All right. All right. Okay. Well, I mean, still, Item World is going to be good. I have a lot of weapons to run. I'm looking forward to it. I have zero refills saved up though, so it's going to take forever. Uh, but let's see. Is there anything interesting to say about um, the login rewards? No. We're just getting the same shit as usual. And I guess we're getting a dress that you mentioned before, right? This is the dress you were talking about, Sanzar. Um, the 30 attack, 20 defense, 18 spirit dress that fills LB gauge every turn. Yeah, I, th I think that was actually from Noreen's story event from way right. back in the day. So why are we getting it now? <laughs> like, why? Uh, it's actually a, a really good, a really good, uh, a really good clothing. It's um, oh, it's really? three, it, it's three LB per turn and fifty percent fill rate on a chest slot, which is basically STMR tier for LB fill. That's so, I guess true. I mean, it's actually a really good dress for a support unit that needs to fill their LB. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's female only, but uh, okay. it's it, it's still a really good item. Well, it's nice we're getting it then. Then the, the, it's another option in our toolbox. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. All right. So a, a pretty good week, I guess. Um, or no, sorry. I, 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 I don't know why I said that. I, I just brain farted. A pretty bad week, I guess, right? It's like nothing happening. No new content. And the units are, I guess you'll be pulling for nickel if you are really caring about DV scores and you see yourself destroying DV with Tifa. Yeah, there, there were a couple of Dark Vision fights where um, he was really good for, and I've used him. So if you want, you know, you know the whales that go for the max score in DV, they're, of course, going to want him for the best possible team. But uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm personally probably going to skip him on Global. I don't, I I don't mean, need him that much. Yeah, he, he's, he's just, from my opinion, he's just way too specialized for general use. So it, it for me, it's a skip, but he is a good unit. If you, if you, if you ever get him off-banner, it's fine. You know, he's, he's a good unit. Besides, we do know that 
Tifa might be next, right? So it's kind of, where are you investing your lapis? If you're a hoarder, if you're saving up your lapis, this might not be the banner to go all in, unless you have a huge nickel fetish, in which case, obviously, you should always pull. I 100% support pulling for your favorite unit, like, always. That's You should just do that. Yeah, just a just a disclaimer for those people that do plan to go for Tifa. You know, we don't we don't know what Global is going to do yet, but based on the way JP did it, you're going to want like a hundred thousand or more if you want to get your best of the best Tifa. Okay, I am. You know what? I just at this point, I feel like I am going to play this game daily pull by daily pull because i can't do anything else <laughs> and whatever the fuck i get i get <laughs> that's it like let's see oh my okay yeah i'm just i just get so scared when you're talking about ex3 sinzar because i'm like i'll never never ever ever be able to save up for a unit so i have enough to ex3 it on banner like that's that's i can just tell you now i don't have that discipline like i am not that human being that can do that there's all there's always hope that global adjusted and makes it makes it you know easier or more realistic to get. Um, it's possible, and I certainly hope so because I really want my EX3 Sephiroth on global as well. Mm. Well, I mean, let's see. Maybe we're just getting our standard banner instead with with eight, eight rolls or ten rolls for pity. Um, let's see, um, but uh, but probably not to be honest. I don't know. Let's let's. Uh, I guess we'll all have to see. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for hanging and chilling this week. Is there anything we forgot? Uh, from the whole t- two pieces of content, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm going to be doing this week, right? It's item world. There's nothing to dump energy on. I mean, already I have maxed the event, so I'm just doing the dailies for energy. So I really don't know what more to do. I guess grind LB units. That's always nice. Yeah, just a, a shout-out reminder to people that uh, don't sit there at full energy. Just dump all your energy on a high-energy Vortex stage for LB experience. It's a, right. you, know, you, 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 can, you can empty your entire 200 energy bar in four minutes and get a ton of LB experience for five units. Exactly. So. And since oh, everyone uh, knows that of, LB pots are rare, you're going to be saving up on those. Uh, speaking of this, somebody found out that when you do Chamber of Arms with like 10 units, all 10 will get the LB experience. Oh, interesting. Really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, some, some, somebody uh, posted it on Reddit. Like, so you can be farming like ago. 10 units LBs at once. Are Chamber of Arms expensive energy-wise? I don't remember how much they cost. Uh, 50 per clear. And oh. you can kill the boss. You can kill the boss in one hit. Well, they have they have one lock, so I guess like three turns. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to like wait three turns until you kill. Like you can bring someone really meaty, I guess, that's just gonna survive anything they throw at you, right? Like, like I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, like even fucking tanks are gonna one shot uh those now, right? Yeah, this is content from like what 2017. It's <laughs> it's a little bit powercraft. Oh, man, those were the days. I remember I was like one of the best moments in my FFB career was when I got uh, Christine because then my trans Terra and Christine could absolutely destroy Chamber of Arms Trials. That was that was so powerful and so cool. I remember that still. That was amazing. Best days of my life. <laughs> All right. Well, well done. Thanks, everyone, for chilling. Have a fantastic week, y'all. I hope you have a great summer. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.